You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hey everybody, this is the Kapow. The Kapow. <laughs> can do it. Well, no, 61 episodes. You can't survive without <laughs> How do you start a podcast without Maria? <laughs> yeah, um, so Michael's not here this week. He's off um, traveling the world. And normally when one of us miss a week, we make up some outlandish thing, like they've been kidnapped, or, but like the honest truth is he's traveling the world in an RV, and that's amazing, well, yeah. there's anything we right. can make up. We tried to get a location call in, but he's too busy. He's he, got, he couldn't even stop for an hour. He had to empty, empty it out, I think. So, he's not here. Have you ever seen the movie RV with Robin Williams? Uh, yeah, part of it, maybe, I don't know. I just, I've seen the trailer, how's that? I'm pretty that? sure that little call-in we got from Michael was him with the laptop huddled in a uh, campground bathroom right. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, ironically, um, Mario is also out of town this week, so oh. we won't be talking to him. <laughs> maybe next week we'll... I don't know if we can podcast without Mario anymore. <laughs> uh, he's He's something. That's to Michael. He's out exploring his genealogy, taking some family time, learning about his roots. That's good on him. He deserves some. He deserves some time. So we're gonna trudge ahead now. My name is Jordan. I'm Cliff Barnes, and I'm Seth. I have a story, short story here. The I'm trying to be too dramatic here, but it's a little, a little too big of a coincidence to not bring up today. Okay, so many years ago, there was a website called AvengersForever.org, I believe. It was a, it was kind of, I mean, it, it was, it was the Avengers website, I guess, for fans. This is fans. Social media. Yeah, this is way back. Getting a way back machine. So this was, you know, at least a decade ago. And I would, you know, was part of it was, you know, these guys ran it, and there was a lot of, you know, just forums and things like that talking about. What was your screen name? Uh, Red, Red Skull. I was Red Skull. Wow. Um, they, uh, a lot of the good ones were taken. <laughs> but I had to do something cap. But, uh, but like, Bendis belonged to it, and a lot of the, you know, people in the biz were like, read some of the stuff get they got involved basically they were trying this was when you think of the time this was when he was taking over avengers and these guys at this website were not too happy about it it was pretty contentious so that and uh what there was a um i i got the new new avengers omnibus at home and i there's an interview from that website that they interviewed him and it's printed in there. And it's pretty, like, it's like, it's not nice. They're like, what do you, like, who do you think you are, basically? With, you know, they weren't saying that, but if you like the Avengers, name their first five albums, you know? And 
like, how do you want to be remembered? And he, he's like, for writing the Avengers and making them great and, and all this. I, I got to be, when, it wasn't just me, but I, you know, I was one of the people that kind of stood up for him a little bit. Like, I, I like this. I like all this. You know, I like this new direction. Red Skull's on board. Yeah. Right, right. And, uh, he, you know, these guys, it ended up, I took a lot of flack for it. It's funny because they, they told me, I, I, I would say, I said, I have one post, I said something like, I, uh, I really like it. You know, some stuff I kind of question. I'm nervous about, just like you guys, about continuity and the, you know, the past and all this stuff and paying homage to that. And I like the old stuff, but I like this new direction. And I like when he kind of explains it, it makes sense. And they're like, you have Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> they were all so upset. Well, anyway, whatever. I um, I wrote the cap reviews on that site, and it just sounds like ten years ago there was a pretty big happening in the Cap comics. That was when Cap died, and ten years. Yes, two thousand seven. So I was writing the reviews all through that, and uh, I remember, you know, ten years ago on July fifth. The Fallen Sun issue number five came out where they, where Sam Wilson eulogized, you know, they were burying Steve, you know, and, uh, I remember like the first page of that, they had the flag wrapped around him and it said acceptance because they'd went through the five stages of grief and all this, you know, and, you know, he said some things like, you know, his real power wasn't the super soldier serum. It was the ability to touch so many lives and all that. It was a really good issue. And so I remember leading up to that, anytime Sam was around, <laughs> hey, great eulogy, Sam. Yeah. They kept complimenting him. Yeah. They just kept building it up. Oh, yeah. Up. Yeah. I, that was one of my reviews is strictly that. I said, all I know is in that issue, there, there better be a speech and it better be the best speech ever. <laughs> Well, I didn't have any complaints, but the, I, uh, so in my review, I was, I was talking about that and saying, you know, there, I didn't have a lot of perspective because I was thinking like, he, you know, how all these, the heroes always come back, you, you know, it was called acceptance was like at the beginning of that issue and it what you know, we're supposed to accept he's dead and all this as if there isn't a million. I was going to say all the ways he was going to come back, you know, because there's no way we would accept it. And I said, you know, but then I went on to write about how it wasn't a dream and he wasn't a shape-shifting scrawl and he didn't have a reality-bending cosmic cube and no one had a time machine to snatch him from the past and he wouldn't be saved by the serum in his in his veins. And I talked about how he went to Europe in World War II, but he didn't fall in the English Channel. He came back in that reality and raised a family. And I kind of let on real, you know, let people know I wasn't talking about Cap. I was talking about my grandfather, who on Fourth of July that year, ten years ago, that he died. And I was like, and it was just like, oh, and I'm reading that issue the next day. You know, and then 10 years ago today, we buried him and I laid the flag over his casket and all, I remember thinking acceptance, you know, it was just like a lot of emotions going on right then. I was like, I can't not bring that up, you know. I was like, I, I didn't have any perspective on what everyone else was thinking at the time, whether he, you know, with this cap's coming back or not. I was just like, okay, this feels pretty final. This is, you know, I'm really, 
you know, feeling this issue, we, uh, I remember like, you know, I got a lot of people really like that. A lot of people were like, are you serious? You're, he died on the 4th of July. Oh <laughs> I know. And you just happened to write the cavern. <laughs> I was like, I, I know, I know. I'm, t- I'm telling you. The Red Skull lie. Yeah, exactly. What did he make this up? <laughs> but it was a, it was, it was memorable to me. I was like, oh my gosh, that's like, that I thought a couple months ago, I was like, that's coming up. Like, yeah, those times when pop culture is either bigger than you or, or somehow you know, just cuts you to the core in some way that you know you've connected with it on this level that just is so meaningful and you'll never forget. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's rare and, and usually pretty special. All right, so. Now what's Mario thinking? <laughs> yeah, we'll have to wait till next week to find out. But uh, I saw Peach driving around with somebody else, so she went by in her cart. <laughs> and I was like, that is not Mario. Well, maybe we'll find out next week what's up with that. What do you guys want to talk about? We saw movies. Save Martha! Puny God. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. I'm Batman. Kneel before the sun! Under it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. So what's it gonna be, huh? Long, sullen silence? Or mean comment? Go on. You got me in a box here. <laughs> we saw some movies this week. <laughs> Cars 3? No. You went and saw Cars 3? No. no. What? No. I don't know what anything else that's even out. That's Cars 3. Did you see Cars 3? Not yet. <laughs> we were all ready to hear about it. We saw Baby Driver. That was good. What did you think of that? I really liked it. That was the uh, Edgar Wright new movie. Mu- musical car chase movie is what I was expecting. I could see if you didn't like it. I think I could understand you were going in there expecting a, car, a crime story or right. a noir or or if you're an Edgar Wright fan we're expecting a comedy like I could see reasons you may not like it but I don't know it hit the right notes for me for sure oh yeah yeah I I loved it I love all his movies but there was some stuff like I, I felt frustration at some parts because I, it was so good at the beginning and what they were doing, and I guess I actually had some reservations before I saw it because I thought it was going to be entirely that it was just going to be a movie of him driving cool, set to music, which is fine, you know. But I was like, can they do that a whole movie? Well, they didn't. <laughs> you know? But it, it, but it was, it, it, I really enjoyed it. But I felt frustration at sometimes, like go drive somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it was, it was really good. I. I don't, I don't, I'm a huge movie snob, obviously, and it takes a lot to impress me, but I, honestly, for movies like that, pulpy, genre movies, honestly, all I want is something I haven't seen before. Yeah. Just a couple moments where you're like, whoa, that's new, that's innovative, that's interesting, and this one had several of them. Oh, absolutely. So all throughout, just I kept, there were some slow moments and some... Familiar moments that were just sort of okay. Here's the part in the crime story we're all familiar with, where the robbery goes wrong, or you know the, the the beats that it goes through. But it just every few minutes something cool would happen and just perk right back up and just right. you just 
right invest. It's so original, just the whole thing. That's why I, I was saying tell people should go watch it. Just maybe you won't like a hundred percent of it, but you'll see things you haven't seen before. And I like I want people to make original things, not you know. It actually it was it beat out Transformers uh, is what. Now that's what I heard. Uh, you know, that's a he- you know headline I saw as far as the, that weekend. And I'm like, that's impressive. I feel like we're going that direction where people will trust to try some of this new stuff. And plus, Transformers has went down every year, every release. Now people are sick of where they're going with it. But yeah, I I've always had high hopes for Edgar Wright. Like Hot Fuzz, the last half hour of that is one of the best action movies ever made. Like, yeah. Just the, the the speed of it and the pace of it. It's so well made, and I, his his comedy is so good because he's so talented behind the camera. He makes jokes, even if you see him coming, or, or if they're you know they're maybe not great jokes, but the way he frames it, or the the speed of his cut, or yeah. the action, the way he frames it, he can tell a joke brilliantly just through the direction. So I have always kind of hoped he did a more quote unquote serious movie to show off those skills, and this one absolutely did the way. Spoiling anything, but like sound editing, gunshots mm. to the beat. Oh man, yeah. The way the edits are right in time with the beat, the yeah. songs going on, just like it's just so well constructed. And that you know, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, the way they call back to things. You know, the first ten minutes. You know, the first time you see Hot Fuzz, the first half hour, you're like, is that funny? Like, I don't know what. And then. This reference comes from an hour and a half ago. Right. Like, oh my god, they set that up so long ago for the payoff an hour later. Right. And it's just, yeah, he is so good at So, sequel? Think it'll be a sequel? I heard there's people, you know, asked him. They wanted to see more. People wanted to see more. I wanted to go see the next episode, I felt like, yeah, you know, at the yeah. end of that. I, it wouldn't bother me if they did or if they didn't. You know, I think it was good enough as it was. Or if he wants to do more, I, I would definitely. That's kind of how I feel. I feel like I want to see whatever his next thing would be. I want to see the meta, yeah, I, yeah. There's he's got more. Yeah, this. he's got more to. Yeah, and we both saw Spider Man. We're you know, I guess we probably can't talk about it, but. Yeah, what do we'll, you think we'll, of it? We'll give it a week to let everyone out there see it, depending on how soon this gets edited and put online. But <laughs> I, I thumbs up. I enjoyed it. Yep, thumbs up for me. Could go into more detail, but won't. I guess. Um, I did. A, we just see a preview for Brigsby Bear. Did you see that preview? Yeah, I'd seen that a while back. I'm, Kevin Smith says that's his favorite movie this year. Really? Yes. I just I nothing Kyle Mooney does on SNL does it <laughs> is for anything me. other than stupid. So I can't imagine a, you know, a, like an entire episode of SNL with just Kyle Mooney right. doing something weird. But it does look like it's supposed to you know supposed to elicit some feelings. You know that's what of course Kevin Smith just tweets a picture of his crying face and talking. This is his favorite movie this year. He was probably also on drugs, at right? The time, I'm so. sure. Yeah. So. Anyway, it kind of reminded me of the Swiss Army Man trailer. So I was just like, this, uh, you know, I could see. I just saw, I saw Swiss Army Man finally. Oh, oh you did? Whoa. I did. How'd that wow. happen? 
I went to the library last weekend, grabbed oh. some new movies to check out, and that was on the shelf. I'm like, I gotta see this. Right. <laughs> Let's see what the heck is going on. I liked it all except for the very end. Something about the end just didn't work for me. I know you guys have talked about this ages ago, so we don't gotta go back into it, but. Yeah. I also got The Martian and. Oh, with, um. Matt Damon. Matt Damon yeah. Which I, I didn't think I'd like it very much, mm. but I ended up really liking it. Yeah, I like that movie. And Nightcrawler, the Jake Gyllenhaal movie, I thought was really solid. Uh, yeah, he should have won an Oscar for it. Yeah, he. And, yeah, he got robbed. That's what another it? movie, like the trailer made it out to be one thing that I didn't think I'd like, but the movie was something else. Yeah, well, it was, it was smarter than the trailer made it out to be. I, that, to me, that is an amazing movie. Mm. He's, when, if he ever does win an Oscar, it's best going to be making up for the fact that he did not even get nominated that year for that i mean he it's it's on netflix if you i believe if you get a chance to watch nightcrawler it's a good he gives a fantastic performance and the late uh i don't want to get his name <laughs> oh, the time is here Ooh, michael yeah bill paxton yeah, um, this holiday week I've I've been to the movie theater twice and I've rented three movies. Like I've watched more movies this week oh, than man. I have in ages. Yeah, well I watched something else. I can't remember. I don't know, but I've read a lot of comics, but I'll get to that in a minute. Okay, movies. What else? I saw they were gonna they're talking about Nick Fury gonna apparently fill up some of the screen time in Captain Marvel next year or the year after, whenever that's supposed to come out. What was the last thing, time he showed up? Uh, he faked his death and oh, uh, yeah. kind of walked off. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, okay, this is big. Sylvester Stallone's been... So the, you listening, Cliff? This yep. sounds up your alley. Did you see Creed? Uh, about half of it. It's all about half a Creed. Half a Creed. <laughs> big Rocky fan. Um must break you. <laughs> well, anyway, he's been kind of teasing out a little Ivan Drago on Instagram, <laughs> and uh, which makes a lot of sense as a great story for Creed Two. You got um, Michael B. Jordan playing Apollo's son Adonis, who killed Apollo. Yeah, Ivan Drago. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> Oh, yeah, spoilers for Rocky Four, guys. Plus, you know, Russia's back in the news. I mean, right. we've got to deal with these yeah. Russian problems. We need somebody yeah. to come back and defeat the Russians again. So we don't... In but, the cold. But, I mean, I can't imagine he's going to be fighting Drago, but he probably has a son or something, you know, so... Oh, no, I want him to fight Drago. <laughs> well, I don't Sneaks know what... up on him in the nursing home. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Dolph Lundgren's in fighting shape, but what do I know? Yeah, I never doubt Dolph Lundgren's nah, yeah. preparedness. <laughs> well, okay, He's working on see. some montage right now uh, with all the computers and everything hooked up to him. He's still... Oh, that would be so awesome. <laughs> I would like to see that updated thing. Yeah, that... that I I got some interest. I wanted to... I want to see what they do with that. Did you guys watch anything else? That's all I got for oh, movies. Gosh. Oh, they're Batman. What's his name? The director of that was saying it's going to be noir driven, the Batman movie, and that he's got ideas for a, um, trilogy. a trilogy. And I'm like, I think he's get, <laughs> getting pretty. <laughs> Let's fighting just get off one more, fighting off morning too. <laughs> Let's just do one. We'll work on it after that. Is 
Affleck's still playing Batman? I believe so. Okay. He just dropped out from directing it then. Okay. I don't think they'd let him drop out of the, the role. Yeah. Right. Michael never wants to talk about this when we're here, so... Animation! Um, anybody watch the Star Wars Forces of Destiny that dropped online this week? No. I don't know okay. what that is. These are the little two to three minute shorts we talked about. Oh, those are out a, already? Yeah, those are, they're out now. Um, quite a while ago featuring mainly the female heroine characters of Star Wars. Um, sounds a little... They're, I mean, you know, the droids are in there, BB-8's in there, uh, Chewbacca's in one, um, of course the best one, I watched a, f- I watched a good, I don't know, a handful of them, the best one is probably the indoor one, with Wicket and Ewoks, um, ooh, lightning, um, they all kind of take place more or less in, in these little short stories, um, in moments that are, off screen in the movies, all the movies, like the indoor one is when after Leia meets Wicket and they're trying to get back to the Ewok village. He braids and, her hair or something. Well, we find it. He, they give her You're the dress. You're kidding me. No. Okay. I, they <laughs> give her the dress. just a montage of her getting Because I always wondered, where, where did she get this dress at? <laughs> one minute she's in you battle fatigues that. and now she's in a dress with her hair braided. Um, but yeah, that's in there. There's another one where uh, Ray has found BB-8 and is trying to get back to, on Jakku, the little city center. It's her journey, their journey back and coming across Tito and another creature. Um, so there's that. But yeah, the animation, the animation style itself is, I don't know, it, it didn't impress me. It's kind of flat. Um, it looks very computer generated, but there, I don't know, the thing, it just didn't feel like it had any depth to it. But for kids, I mean, it almost felt kind of crappy 80s cartoonish. <laughs> like, it's definitely made for little kids. Um, the stories are cute. You know, well, that's about it. So there's one really strange one. Where on Hoth and Leia and R2 are looking for Chewbacca, who's supposed to be digging out a tunnel on the Echo Base, and they find Chewbacca um, cuddled up with a Wampa, like, and the Wampa's asleep, and it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so that happened. Okay, I have some pretty big animation news. I. Only have two episodes left of Rick and Morty. Okay. And I'm going to have to give it to everybody. (laughs) (laughs) You're big enough to admit when. I don't think I said before, I had not watched hardly any of it. And probably the one episode. I'd watched the first episode of the third season that they released on 
line or whatever, and I liked it. That made me, has what made me go back and want to watch it. But it's pretty great. The I have to say some of my favorite things are the me seeks like that. <laughs> uh, um, Mr. Poopy Butthole was that was a great episode there, and I just watched this evening. Um, Tiny Rick, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> let me out, let me out. This is not a dance. <laughs> I was like, okay, this. I love Rick. I love Rick. I, I just, that's it's great. So everybody's right. I'm a fan. I'm I'm curious. What was your? There aversion, are some. What was your aversion to? Well, ever watching it before. Okay, well, I'd say one thing is I'm not a huge Adult Swim fan. Okay, because I have my own. Like, it doesn't look appealing to me at all. Right. And I've never That's watched a lot of episode. it. That's a lot of it. And I will say this. They're not all solid gold. Yeah. You know? There are a few in there that are very Adult Swim mm-hmm. cookie cutter stuff. It, you know, which I don't want to say anything bad about Futurama, but some of it just reminded me of Futurama and didn't throw me a heck of a lot. But for the most part, it's really good. I like the the way they use the stakes. They can go from something totally simple to making it, you know, huge. And the and the Rick character is just amazing. You know, I well, I I guess to answer what stopped me is that is that stuff. I just thought I, I don't get into yeah. a lot of that stuff. But but my biggest aversion was knowing things. Just being around and seeing memes or whatever, yeah. and knowing that there's a character named Mr. Poopy Butthole. Yeah, that and does that, not... It's like that's that's so juvenile and so yeah. dumb. But like that episode is so good. Yeah, and that character is so great that it's like okay, this makes the, sense. The now. way they used it, yeah, I didn't yeah. know. But but that's a very like the, Family Guy style joke, like right. that sort of You're, puerile that's sort exactly of humor. It. We were I was misled. I was that by <laughs> by those kind of things. But yes. It's a really smart, I, you know, and what ended up drawing me to it is first off, everybody's saying it was good. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I like Dan Harmon and that, you know, I, I feel like it was going to be smart and it is, you know, uh, it's got tons of great guest stars. I love listening to like, Oh, that's Stephen Colbert or, you know, this person, that person. But, but I love how little effort they put into like naming things. Like yeah. it's the Gleep Glop alien. <laughs> like they put no effort into it. You like, can't just put a science world. word yeah. in front of a regular word, Morty. <laughs> Now get in the <laughs> yeah. I, I that's it's all, all good. I'm loving it. I can't wait. The reason I, another reason sparked me watching it right now was because they announced the third season starting at the end of this month, the 30th of July, I believe. And yeah, it's probably good because the the longtime fans have been going crazy waiting for new right. episodes. Oh, and I just, I just wrapped in, up, yeah. so I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Let's do some new ones. Exactly. So, yeah, I had no sort of uh, wait at all. Yeah, it's pretty great to be us. <laughs> <laughs> and we can look back and it's like, yeah, we approve of your choice. <laughs> yeah, there's that. we did not lose. There's nothing. You, you see me in a Rick and Morty shirt in a week, Yeah, <laughs> and, and you're going to be pissed. <laughs> I'll be like, what? I've been here my whole life. <laughs> No, you guys were all right. I'm giving you all the credit. All the Jessies out there, literal Jessies, saying this show is great. I trusted you, and I watched it, and you were right, and I love it. And what I have checked out of the comic book so far from Oni Press is it's also very good. Like the they they nail the voices so perfectly, mm-hmm. you can just hear them in your head as you read. 
and issue 26 or something just came out. So there's probably been as many issues of the comic right, now yeah. as there are episodes of the show. That's cool. Yeah, I love it. I love the theme song. I love all of it. I, I love, uh, the biggest draw is Rick. Like that, the, the voice of that guy, just the way everything he says and does is amazing. Yeah, it's just, uh, and Chris so Parnell, cynical. I feel like, I feel like so, Chris Parnell has played that character in other cartoons. He's always the doofus in a cartoon, <laughs> but he's, he's great too. That was my animation news. Um, so no one's watched Castlevania yet on Netflix, or just are came you planning out, to? Just came out today. I yeah. was going to try to watch an episode, but I didn't get it done before this. Okay. I went and saw Spider Man. So you're going. I heard to, it, it is rated. It I heard the review was it. It is rated R as bleep. Is that right? <laughs> okay. Super rated R. So. Like I'm not big into anime, so the whole style of it. Kinda, yeah. Eh. Yeah, I'm not either, but. Like, I tried to watch stuff with my son. And he's just like, can you just leave? I'm like, what? He's like, I just, I'm uncomfortable. He's like, I know you're going to make fun of it. And I was like, no, I want to watch this anime cooking show you're watching. <laughs> and it's like, that's what they're doing. They're just, they're just making stuff, describing. It's like Iron Chef made an anime. Only every once in a while they're like, oh yeah, you really like that? Well, try this recipe and I'm going to take my shirt off. <laughs> it was like, I don't, what, I don't get it, but I, I'm not knocking it. If it. You know, it's just not my thing, but. Yeah, I don't. I never was a big Castlevania fan. If you yeah, want to know the truth, I played the game minimally as a kid. So I'm kind of curious because we all know how Bucky told us that a while back that there's such a shortage of anime these days. I feel like it's yeah. a rarity. Yeah. Don't want to waste. I need to consume. <laughs> That's true. I'm gonna I'm gonna download it and keep it yeah. handy. Did we ever talk about the Cowboy Bebop live action? No translation. I don't even know what it is, so. Alright, that's, if, I've heard of that. If, if you have any lean toward anime at all, I think Cowboy Bebop is the one to go to. I just, uh, my friend Zach, we were talking about anime and some things, and he reminded me how good that show was, so I watched a couple episodes, like, wow, that is great. And I'm not a huge, I had a phase for a while, I watched Dragon Ball and all mm. that stuff, but, yeah, if you, if you want to just dip your toes into the anime world, it's, it's this, Firefly would be kind of the closest analog. It's like near future. There's there's high technology, but everything's still rusty and dirty, and humans are still kind of scumbags, and right. everyone's a criminal and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's great. And they're supposedly making a live action movie, so it'll be kind of bumped back up into the pop culture consciousness oh, yeah. pretty soon, I'm sure. Uh we have to do now, Cliff. Pick a category. Um, TV. Okay, TV. Marvel and DC on TV. I am Supergirl. What's your name, darling? Agent Jobless. So, for the umpteenth announcement, I can't keep track of them, but it's going to be the headline every time, just for you. 
Sci-Fi Tremor Show. Yeah. Eight episodes yeah. with Kevin with extra bacon. Yeah. And I cannot hear that. Eight mo- slices of bacon. I cannot hear exactly. <laughs> I cannot hear the name that movie name without. I always in my head, and I realize like you know how you just sing something or do something in your head, and you never think about it until it actually. Oh yeah, that's what I'm doing. I, I constantly just sing it to colors, iced tea colors. I'm like trimmers, 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 trimmers. Trimmers, trimmers. You don't know me. <laughs> and I was like, what am I singing? Oh, yeah, I was thinking about trimmers. <laughs> anyway, so I don't even know when that is, but. Not soon enough. <laughs> Old Valentine. What is it? Valentine? McKee. McKee. One of the few movies that ever got the name of one of the main characters wrong in the credits. In Trimmers, they, his, uh, Fred Ward's character's named Earl Bassett. Yeah. And in the credits, he's listed as Earl Bass. Like, the, the, the young movie does not care who these characters are. Well, that's good. I like that. Yeah, I, and I assume they're just going to not pay any attention to anything other than the original movie. That It seems it's like 25 years later. I had this idea. Uh, the idea oh, the, gosh, Michael. No, we, it's a million-dollar idea. <laughs> million-dollar idea. But I, as I talk to people, as I want to do, about comic-y things, yes. and they were talking about, you know, indie companies will get properties for things, video games or movies, and turn them into comic books. And they were asking me, what you know, what kind of property is out there that you would be into and want to check? And I was like, I could write a Tremors comic book, and that was my idea I wanted to follow Kevin Bacon 25 years later yeah. as there's been all this other stuff. There's been all these other movies. He hasn't been involved. He's trying to stay away from it and his life and the, the, the Trimmers universe. You know, in the second movie, there's a Trimmers video game because people are so obsessed with these worms and the guy's got Reebok deals for running through the desert. Like the, the, the world has built kind of a mythology around what happened in the first movie. And just to extend that 25 years later, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff they could do. Oh, yeah. And to have the face of it back and on board and enthusiastic about yeah, it. Yeah, that's, very that's what they've been waiting on. That's what they need. Um, again, Game of Thrones, season 7 finale. I mean, uh, season 7 starting, and they said the finale is going to be 82 minutes long. There's long hmm. I, I think there's like... There's only seven episodes this season. Yeah. And six next season. It's really just going to be, it's, this is the final season just broken in half, basically, right. in that. But the thing was, they're saying that the episodes are going to be longer, starting with that last episode of this season, and then possibly the last six episodes of the eighth mm-hmm. season are going to be possibly all feature length. Wow. Like they're. Well, they're, not, they're still saying we're not going to get to very last season until um, next year yeah next year so that's coming um we just put this out there so a few minutes ago erica drance coming to smallville she they're recasting the uh cara's mother uh, biological mother and her aunt who were twins um the lady that the actress that played that, those parts is apparently a big broadway actress so Erica Durant, who played Lois on Smallville, is coming to Supergirl. Oh, okay. I'm trying to picture her. That makes me feel old that she's playing somebody's mom. Right. <laughs> yeah. I saw Warner Brothers and executive producer Zemeckis, Robert Zemeckis, are doing a live-action Jetsons TV show. Hmm. 
One of the lead. Oh, I thought that was a movie. Um, uh, a television show? I have it in TV, so I, I think believe it you. must have been TV. But the, the least creative theme song ever. <laughs> where they just say, meet George Jetson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meet Val McKee and his trimmer. That's right. Now, yeah, he's already writing. He's still thinking over there. Like, I got, I'm going to need a theme song. It's, it's trimmers, 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 trimmers. It's, it's, it'll stick in your head, I'm telling you. Any more TV? What you think? There's not a heck of a lot of one. No. Summer. It's summer. Summer. I feel like something just, oh, Snowfall. I just, I recorded it, but I didn't watch it yet. I, I'll give it another episode. It just didn't quite, it wasn't quite what I wanted. This is the story. It's basically how crack, the crack epidemic began in the early 80s in South Central Los right. Angeles. And it follows a young man. He's, he basically got a, a scholarship or something to go to a nice school in the valley. So he has this chance to get out of the neighborhood, but he still wants to, you know, he doesn't want to leave his home. And right. it's kind of the push and pull between the cultures. As the drug war intensifies, that involves the CIA and the Contras and drug dealers, and, Sounds and fun. it's it, it's pretty heavy. <laughs> it's the characters from uh, what channels is, it? is this AMC or F- FX? FX. Most FX shows have really great characters, and these were all just sort of types in oh, this first okay. episode. So I'm hoping they get fleshed out a little more. But I said it's, it's worth it's worth a watch. We'll see. I was kind of like I'll record this and see what I hear about it. It's got John Singleton is one of the producers, and I think wrote this first episode and has been helping out. So it, it has a pedigree. So hopefully it, it becomes pretty good. Yeah. Let's do some streaming. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. the streams. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Cross the streams. Heat them up. Do Egon. Breaking news. Michael's just sent his... his he checked in, I saw. Yeah, his, his location. He's at a restaurant, guys. He's he pulled over. They're eating in a restaurant. Near an airport. That's right. Wherever the Dudley Airport is in Michigan. Well, see, I was assuming this is like a speed type scenario where they couldn't stop the RV for anything. <laughs> oh, he's, they're getting the food. He's driving around the airport. It's the only place he could keep the speed up. That does make sense. That makes an odd, yeah. odd, odd amount of sense. Let's, yeah. Tell him we're going to need some live video. <laughs> he sent uh, Dennis Hopper in to go get the food. <laughs> <laughs> Pop quiz, illustrious one. <laughs> <laughs> All Can right. You pronounce the name Sandra Bullock. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> all right. Glow. We watched Glow. We finished, oh, we all yes. finished all Glow. Talk about Glow. All I know is when they were doing coke on. Uh, Ron and Nancy's picture to just say no <laughs> fundraiser. I was like, this is good. Good stuff. I, I gotta, I, I gotta read this because this cracked me up. 
like some of the comments on Facebook. I don't know who, which one of you guys' friends these were. I'm sure it was Michael. Somebody, Michael. Had we're talking to, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, the right. streaming yeah. show on Netflix. Yeah, we we ended up, we we watched it through. It's I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. But this one guy on Facebook commented, he, he's like, uh, Allison Bree, topless in the first 10 minutes. This deserves an Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> Other people are like, oh, I don't know. What do you think? And some guy's like, he's like and, and then that guy says again, I'm on the first part of episode, episode one. It's so fantastic. And this guy's like, so you think it's good? He's like, this is my favorite one. Al, this is the same guy, by the way. He's like, Allison Bree from Community is naked in the first episode. So that's amazing. I like it. <laughs> I'm like, man. That guy. Now I deleted some of those. Go back and. <laughs> yeah, George. Oh, sorry. I didn't realize that was you. But anyway. No, I, um, I highly enjoyed it. Love the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. That made it. You had to look past some of the songs that weren't even out when this was supposedly <laughs> happening. Well, it's very It's a wrestling show. We're not going for accuracy here. Um, but Mark Marin made yep. the made this whole series for me almost. Um, did you guys happen to watch the documentary? No. Of the, no. Okay. I know Michael did. I did. Um, I, I watched the entire series. Like I said, like we talked about, uh, I think in our last episode, I do partially re- I remember the show being on. Um, I don't really remember anything else about it. But I remember it being a thing. So what surprised me is how, because the show was so campy and ridiculous and so full of stereotypes, um, this show kind of gave wrestling, they, they gave it respect. Like they didn't really make fun of it, um, or anyone attached to it. It was, and it's one of the few shows or documentaries I've seen that really hasn't done it, you know, just isn't out to make fun of it. So, I, I, you know, it was a different take. We had a comment. Somebody used the hashtag. Oh. Tierra Mascara? Yeah. A Voyager on Twitter says, uh, yes, I remember Glow. I had a crush on the blonde Russian wrestler, although Farmer's daughter was a close second. Hashtag Tierra Mascara. (laughs) Great job. Great job. Although I do, if you want to bring things down a little bit, I, I realized, I looked it up, because oh, we we're Back to the Future fans, we kind of measure time in that way. They had a big deal about Back to the Future 2, we passed right. the, yes. we passed 2015 a little while back. Glow, Gorgeous Lady Wrestling premiered in 1986, which is more than 30 years ago now. So to children today, those mid '80s era of big hair and and loud makeup and crazy get-ups, that is further away than the 1950s were to us growing up, <laughs> and poodle skirts and sock hops <laughs> and driving around in the big cars and stuff like that is more foreign to these kids today, the wow. '80s, than the '50s were to us. So wow. that just sort of made me sit down for a minute. <laughs> yeah, we're we're. Where Marty goes in the future. <laughs> We're past that. So this is, I mean, it's a period piece, but it doesn't, you know, it's within our lifetimes. It's, oh, that wasn't that long ago, but no, this is like history. We're yeah. capturing a moment in time. That's right. But I thought it was great. I thought it was, it's, 
you know, the biggest female cast on TV, I'm sure. A lot of the creators are women. It was a very feel-good story, like girl power kind of story, without getting bogged down in that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. There, there was a little bit of cattiness and stuff, but it was, I don't know, there was a good heart behind it. And I got real pumped up. We're like, yeah, they're going to do it. They're going <laughs> to, it's like the scrappy underdogs are going to, you yeah. know, go to the championships. Yep. Yeah, I didn't, you always talk about the number of episodes. Hmm. Uh, did you feel like this had any dead episodes in it? I really didn't. I mean, I thought it went no, I pretty bur- quick. I burnt through them, and that's good. Uh, yeah. Don't overdo it. it. You know, they're, they're, again, they're doing that more and more with the streaming stuff. It's like, just make the amount that you need to tell a story. Different size episodes if you want. Whatever you got to do to tell the story and not leave a bunch of gristle on there. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, until I really sat down and watched the documentary, because I really didn't realize, like, as I'm watching it, it didn't seem totally fictional to me. Um, it seemed fairly believable for the most part. Like, okay, these could be real people, or and this really could have been how it happened, until I watched the do- documentary and you find out, well, it's mostly fictional. Um, so it's definitely a t- television series. Do we know if there's going to be a season two? I think it's been already announced. I think it's been announced. I just okay. can't imagine how there wouldn't be. There was only one thing I didn't like, one plot point, and it was the young goth girl and kind of her motivations. Yeah. But then it worked itself out in a very yeah interesting way. Because yeah, I just, yeah. the whole season, I'm like, what is You're she like, doing and yeah, why? This is weird. I didn't like it. And yeah. then it's like, ah, okay. And I was surprised and really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. And am I wrong about Betty Gilpin? Oh, no. Who she's... played Liberty Bell. She, is she you, not she the breakout been, superstar? Should have been on, on Tierra Mascara. <laughs> telling you. <laughs> she's going to get huge very soon, I think. Um, what did, what, before I forget, what, what else did you say you saw her on? American Gods. Yeah, okay. In a similar like, sort of role like, as the cheated on wife okay. with a lot of grief and, and trying to funnel it the right way. Right. Yeah, I want, I want to check that out. That, I had a random thought about something just that excited me, so I wanted to uh, run this by you. We've been, you know, just wrapped up third season of Better Call Saul, is that correct? Third yeah. Season. Yeah, and we discussed that, but. Kind of what I've been hung up on is where they're going to go with this. How are they going to further the seasons? You know, they're already, what else can they even do with Mike? He's already where he is in Breaking Bad and all this and that. How, you know, how are they going to go further without running into Breaking Bad? And then it occurred to me, they can run parallel to Breaking Bad. <laughs> and wouldn't that be awesome to see the in-between stuff and then have like Walt popping in after some amazing episode connecting them. Yeah, Mike didn't show up in Breaking Bad for a while. Right. And he's been there the whole time, so he's been he was working on the periphery there. I was like, we could see I I I feel like I'm not the first person to think of this, you know, like maybe <laughs> these guys are you know, Vince Gilligan's a little ahead of me. <laughs> but but I, I it excited me to think of that. Oh, that's probably what they're gonna do, is they'll just keep doing this. And it will intertwine with that. We'll get to see some behind the scenes. That's what I don't, I don't know what would make me, I don't know what ending would make me happy. Like, it's the first time 
he meets Walt and then it ends or like I yeah I don't know where the stopping point is for Saul here yeah. or where it makes sense to end his story. Yeah, I I I just I think we're going cuz he just, you know, Walt just goes and to his office every once in a while. Well, what's happened when Walt's not there? Is I I feel like we're going to eventually see so I kind of I thought it was neat. Um boy, what's left? We got Oh, I watched just a side note. Watched Okja. Bong. Yeah. How is that? Uh, it's all right. I was curious. It's it's got some weird stuff in it. I, I'm there's good good parts to it. It's like an adult Disney movie almost. Like hmm. I don't mean that. If that sounds bad, because no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every movie is an adult <laughs> Disney movie. The Cliff. Um, <laughs> Feel like that's an insult. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. I didn't mean it like I'm the, but the, it's like about. Gosh, I, I feel bad. I can't think of the guy's name. Bong. I know it's Bong. Oh, it's Star Yeah, some gosh, three where, names. Where's but Michael? Need? Anyway, he did Snowpiercer, and anyway, it's it's got Tilda Swinton, Jake Gyllenhaal, um, Stephen Young. Who did a good job in yeah, it? This uh, is the movie. It's got Paul we Dano. Knew, we knew he signed on up from before right. we knew who who died in Walking Dead. Right. Yeah, yeah it's got Paul Dano in it um, from Swiss Army Man, and that uh, it's good. It is good. It's basically basically about them manufacturing or creating a creature, a large pig-like creature, and then wanting to use them for food to feed the earth and. You know, it's one of those, a kid and their pet trying to get away from the evil corporation. And it, it had a lot of good points. Like I, I think it's worth watching, but. Like Bong's Dragon. Yeah, like, basically it's Bong's Dragon. <laughs> uh, Jake Gyllenhaal did a weird, weird performance, but you know, not everything's a hit. Have you guys ever watched Shameless? I've been told this is the one other show that I get told the most to watch. I have not. It I was, haven't seen anything that looked like it would appeal to me. Well, it was originally a, it's a remake of a British show, I believe, but they yeah, they remade it several several years ago with William H Macy and Emily Rossum, I believe is her name, plays his oldest daughter, and he's got a bunch of kids, and he's a drunk, and it's a comedy. A, a dramedy, I guess, but it's, uh, it, I think it's on Showtime. And I'd never watched it. Seventh season just came out on Netflix. A lot of people have binged it and told me to watch it. It gets a lot it. of Emmy nominations and things yeah. like that, so. It's pretty good. It is very, very rated R. You know, it's really graphic, but I, I burnt through the first season. It's, I really liked it. So anybody that told me to watch it, you, you were right as far as I'm enjoying it. No, probably whenever I can't find something to watch, I'll watch a few episodes of that, but. Like the Poobog gratitude tour of all the people. (laughs) Everybody's right. (laughs) It's all good stuff. Uh, gaming. Let's do some gaming. Challenge your imagination to come alive and to battle with the creatures of Dungeons and Dragons. Shut my battleship. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bingo! What do I win? It's Operation, the Wacky Doctor's Game, where you're the Wacky Doctor. Battery's not included. Oh, you blew it. My turn. 
Just a little sneak peek. There's a top secret delivery coming to my house. I can't talk about it yet. I just wanted to say it just so people can just anticipate. Ooh, are you going to do another open your mail video? Yes. It's going to be amazing. I've been, I've been opening all kinds of stuff, but I just quit doing videos. <laughs> and the SNES Classic. We don't, don't hear anything from Mario this week, but... uh. <laughs> That they announced that coming out September 29th. Bunch of games. Is anybody going to try to get that? No, because I still have a Super Nintendo. Yeah. In my mother's house, where the room where my nephews stay, ah. that's still hooked up. So if I want to play Super Nintendo, right. I can. Do yeah, it. we have a Super Nintendo. Also, Nick's got every system. Jump curious. into some Maximum Carnage or some Turtles in Time or <laughs> lots of good stuff. But you, Cliff. You were uh, you were waiting for Atari, is that right? Yeah, I was not a Super Nintendo kid. Well, the big draw was that Star Fox 2, supposedly, that's a hard-to-find game, I guess. Well, they didn't actually it release it. It was never released. But yeah. people have played it because it's you know you can get it out there. But this one's actually going to be on the system. And I played Star Fox for a lot of hours. That was one of those games that I it really sucked me in, and I always loved that one. Yeah, and then... A lot of stuff. Earthbound was another one. People, it's hard, you know, hard to find, I guess now, but it's going to be on there. Yeah, I just wasn't enough of a gamer to have real big memory. Like, and also for the Nintendo Classic, like a lot of those games I never played. I only had a handful of games, mm-hmm. and I really loved them, and then I didn't play a whole wide breadth yeah. of them. Right. So to just see this list of games, there's only two or three I ever played. So just the nostalgia is not there for me. I. I yeah, I don't, it's it, these weren't built for me. These are for more serious gamers, I think. Yeah. I'm going to read off the games anyway for people that don't know it. It's Contra 3, The Alien Wars. Never heard of it. I mean, I know Contra, but uh, Donkey Kong Country. That was always a great game. Earthbound, Final Fantasy 3. I never played the Final Fantasy games. Uh, F-Zero was one of the first three games I, when I got Super Nintendo. Uh, I can't remember the third game, but I had F-Zero, <laughs> some other game, and Super Mario World. Um Kirby Superstar, Kirby's Dream Course, Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, of course, popular. Mega Man X, Secret of Mana, Star Fox, Star Fox 2, Street Fighter 2, Turbo Hyper Fighting, Super Castlevania 4, Super Ghouls and Ghosts. I remember playing Ghosts and Goblins, but not Ghouls and Ghosts. Super Mario Kart, of course, Super Mario World, Super Metroid, everything's super on Super Nintendo. It's just Nintendo, only more Super. Super Punch-Out!, and Yoshi's Island. A lot of people were upset that Chrono Trigger isn't on there. That's one of that. You know, I don't, if you have you ever heard of Chrono Trigger, it's like supposedly all you know, if, all the cool kids. It's yeah. their favorite game. Yeah. You know, I never played it, so I would. I wish if it had been on there, I'd have been more interested mm. to because I've I've heard so much about that game. People loving it. That's why I assume this whole thing was when the Nintendo launched with these limited amount of games. Well, next Christmas, here's an upgrade, and here's a, a chip you put in with 30 more games or whatever. Oh, yeah. but that doesn't seem to be the case. No, you just, no. Here's what you get, and then we're moving on. I think it's just promotion. They use it as a tool to make people want more, and then they're going to. I assume they're going to have their online thing eventually. Yeah, how are all and, of these not available yeah, to download? Because Nintendo or, does not. Yeah, they're not interested in making money. <laughs> 
I don't know. They don't want to make enough stuff for you to buy. Like these will sell. No out wonder Mario is so bitter. Oh yeah, as corporate overlords. <laughs> you think he's bit bitter? Just the, and he's the face of the company. He gets all the perks. <laughs> Just think of the rest of them. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the Kong, the Kong family's falling on hard times. <laughs> That's the truth. Living in a barrel. <laughs> Can't waste, you know, in the 80s, we had barrels of waste. We could light them on fire, <laughs> just throwing them away. But Every now, night. Now. And I played a game called What Remains of Edith Finch. Played it on the PS4. It's kind of a narrative game. It's a real, it's just a story that you're playing. It was from the makers of Unfinished Swan. Anybody out there that knows what that is, but it's a, you basically play as a girl that comes home after many years and is going through this old house she grew up in for part of her life and she, and like it's like you're I when, when you were a kid you ever been to somebody's house and it just seemed like it was huge and every room was like a tunnel and another room is just like this is the cool there's a house in Marietta um it's like the house of seven porches or whatever a friend of yeah. yeah a friend of mine I went to school with his grandma lived there and I remember going there and feeling like it was just a maze. Well, it's kind of like how this house is in the video game. And you're going through and seeing all her ancestors and what happened to them. But each time you start looking into their story, you play a kind of a game. You kind of go into their life and you play as them. And then you die. You see, you're playing how they die. And it, I'm surprised, was surprised by it every time. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm doing this now. Wait, I'm dead. <laughs> it's just like, it caught me by surprise. I'm like, oh, I... So many ways. It, it was a very interesting game. Um, if you like storytelling games, it, it was good. Had a message and all that good stuff. That's about all I got, except I got a trivia question for you here, Cliff. I saw somebody say, uh, of course you know what Club 33 is. Yep. Yeah. Well, if you were at Club 33 and you ordered Walt's favorite drink, what would you be served? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. No idea. Um, something, something on ice. Yes. <laughs> of course. Stop it right there. The podcast is over. <laughs> I'm out of here. Uh, Walt's favorite drink, scotch and soda. Ooh, you're close. Scotch mist. A scotch mist. That's Walt's favorite drink. According to Club 33. Okay. I knew you wouldn't question it if I said Club 33 said that was the truth. Have you eaten there? <laughs> no. Club 33 is in Disneyland. Right. Um, it's a members only. Right. And You're a legend. Costs, well, <laughs> even to a legend, it costs about $25,000 a year <laughs> to, uh, wow. be, to be a member. Well, you don't have to be a member to eat there. Well, well, then you have to know a member. Oh, okay. I got you. But actually, um, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. Big rumor going around that they are going to build additional Club 33s in what? Disney Dilute World. What? Dilute the product? And Walt Disney World at each park. Oh, you'll be a member then. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> First in line. Yep. So... Uh, yeah, Club 33 was a restaurant because Disneyland didn't sell alcohol. So 
um, in one of the upper buildings, Walt built a restaurant, a private restaurant. You ride an elevator to get up into it. Uh, you got to have a reservation, but it was meant for celebrities and Walt and Imagineering. Um, if they wanted to have a drink in the park, that's where they went. So there's a lot of little things, famous things. Um, it actually went through a uh, remodel a couple years ago, which they changed some of it, expanded the kitchen, um, changed the entrance, and uh, the, had mixed reviews. Uh, took some stuff out that people you know, just loved and thought were untouchable, but whatever. Okay. Just curious. So far you didn't know Fred McMurray was the first legend and you don't know what the hell Walt was drinking and killed him. (laughs) (laughs) I do know that at uh, at this pace, you're never getting in that window. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, You think you're going to be a member down there? You have a dream (laughs) on buddy. Yeah, so we're get we are getting ready for D twenty three, the expo, the Disney Expo, and uh, yeah. I was just reading something about it's been thirty years of Disney Legends. They're celebrating their thirtieth anniversary of of that as a thing. I assume we'll get some uh, big Star Wars news then. I hope that, so. That's why they're 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 not even doing anything at Comic Con. Yeah, they hardly do. Anymore. They're saving it all for D twenty three. All right, that's probably it. No hashtags this week because the machine is on the road. Oh, it's craziness. Oh, somebody said something hashtagable, surely. I don't know. Uh, it's just not as easy without Michael here. <laughs> bong something? <laughs> what do we have? Bong. What did you say? Bong's bong? Dragon. Bong's bong. Dragon. Bong. Hashtag Bong's Dragon. That's I knew it. You're right. It was in there somewhere. <laughs> I will step up to fill Michael's shoes. I thought that meant you were signing up. <laughs> I, will, I, too. I will awkwardly <laughs> sign off as Michael often does. <laughs> Alright, 10 4 all good buddies out there in the RV. Keep your convoys tight. And I'm Jordan Lowe. Uh, I'm Cliff Barnes, something, something about stale, stale bread. All right. I'm Seth Chitter's Bull. <laughs> Bye forever. <laughs> Kapow, the pop culture podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com.